Hey everybody, my name is Kevin Morabi, and this is the Tezcast, and this is our first episode. So welcome. This is new, different. Let's see what happens. I'm doing this from Berlin at Tea Quorum. So this is my first Tea Quorum, first time in Berlin. Everything's very new and interesting. Hopefully later I can interview some of the guest speakers, people from ecosystem projects maybe you've heard of, maybe you'd like to know more about. We'll see. But right now nothing's happening. People are having breakfast. The thing starts in about an hour. So let me get to the Reddit questions I asked. I put up a thread on Reddit saying, ask me anything for episode one. So here we go. OneCoin Bob asks, how slash when did you get into Bitcoin slash Tezos? Okay, so that's two very different answers. Uh, Bitcoin, I first heard about in 2011. And I remember it was some article saying how Bitcoin was a good idea, but how it failed. Um, yeah, they were a bit too early <laughs> to say that. Uh, and then 2012, I heard it was, oh, this Bitcoin thing is doing well. And it's like, oh, yeah, I remember an article about that that was saying it failed. I guess they were wrong. Uh, so that's when I got into it. That's when I started buying. Uh, Tezos, I got into in 2017, a few months before the crowd sale. That's when I first heard about it. Uh, a friend of mine told me about it, and I didn't know if it was an important thing, if it's something I should look up. But then I remember hearing about it again uh, in another podcast that I was listening to, a crypto podcast. And it was mentioned among uh, a couple coins that uh, I forget what expert he was excited about. So I thought, oh, that's that thing that my friend was telling me about. And then I remember in some troll box chats, people were talking about it. And I thought, oh, okay, so this isn't just a random thing. It I seem to, unless it's all just coincidence, I seem to be hearing about this everywhere. But I never saw any ads for it. I never saw any direct promotions. So I thought, okay, yeah, let me check this out. Um, and I remember the thing that really stuck with me was the on-chain governance because it answered everything I was hating about blockchain, uh, or the root of everything I was hating about blockchain, uh, and namely the forks and how can we solve this whole fork thing because I felt that that was... Uh, not democratic at all, even though some people claim that, oh, yeah, that's so democratic that people can force. It's like, no, I, that's really, that's secessionist. That's chaotic. Um, we should have some sort of a framework in which people can actually reconcile their views and their decisions and differences and actually come to some kind of happy medium. And even if, if a losing side doesn't get what they want, they can at least say that they were heard. And that's when I learned that, oh, Tezos can do that. Like, that's what its, its aim is to do. I thought, okay, yeah, this is going to be big because it's always going to stay united. Um, what's your vision for Bitcoin slash Tezos? That's his other question. Uh, it's too broad. That's too broad of a question. I think Bitcoin, okay. Well, Bitcoin, I think, will always be that underlying gold standard. Uh, but I feel that Tezos, the way it's designed, the way it's structured, many aspects of it, uh, it will... Tezos, given the way that it's structured, given what it can do, what it's capable of, I believe it will be the basis of the financial infrastructure that will be built on the blockchain. And from there, as Tezos technologies advance, I think it can do more, quote unquote, dynamic things. But right now, it's very much superior when it comes to finance, numbers, anything like that. Um, yeah, that was kind of broad, but... Whatever, I don't have time. Uh, the next question comes from Crypto Live League. 
Crypto Live Leak asks, what is your opinion on the promotion of Tezos by Crypto Live Leak? Oh, okay. So I'll be promoting Crypto Live Leak for you by answering the question. Great. <laughs> okay, so I'll do that. I guess I just did uh, by mentioning the name and the question, but I expect a promotion of Tezcast on Crypto Live Leak. Okay, deal? All right, good. Johan, Johan asks, how do you explain cryptocurrency to your parents? Um, very slowly. Uh, I've tried a couple ways. Um, I remember I did send them, I found, so they're uh, Iranian immigrants, right? So I found a Persian language explainer that was very terrible as it turned out. That didn't help very much. Uh, and my parents, they're very educated. My dad's an engineer um, and an MBA. My mom is a medical doctor. Uh, crypto's a hard thing to kind of comprehend, I think, for anybody. So I think I've been doing it in layers, but it's as kind of nebulous as the internet, I guess. So they, they understand it on an abstract level, but yeah. All right. Star Trek or Star Wars? Um, definitely Star Trek. Uh, Star Wars I find very limited. Um, just a, you know, good versus evil. It's sort of, sort of becoming the same thing every time. So you got a rebellion, you got an empire. Rebellion de defeats the empire. Empire comes back. Empire strikes. And then the rebellion strikes. And it's just, I, you know, it's not that terribly interesting. They haven't done very well with world expansion, I feel, in the recent years that they, that they could have. Star Trek is very interesting, though, I feel, because um, for one thing, I mean, if you go around to NASA or SpaceX, uh, anybody working on space technologies today, or even just anyone in tech, go up to Silicon Valley, you'll find this crazy proportion of people who are really into Star Trek and saying that they were raised with all that stuff. So it did a lot to inspire the technologies that are true today. And it the idea of it is that it takes place in our reality, that this isn't just some, you know, sci-fi thing in another galaxy long time ago, far, far away. It's not fantasy so much as a projection of where our current technologies may take us and also the social dynamics that would need to evolve on a global scale. So that's really interesting. I do like the abstraction of uh, different alien races coming together and reconciling their conflicts as reflective of our own social issues today. So, yeah. Um, wow, that was my best answer of any of the questions so far. <laughs> uh, Tezos community is spread over Telegram, Reddit, Riot, Discord, Slack, etc. What do you use and why? Do you think it's good that we are on so many different channels? Um, I've been trying to get into a little bit of everything. I am not so much on Slack. Uh, Discord, I haven't started doing yet, but Telegram, Reddit, Riot, yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I do think every different communication channel provides uh, a different means of communication. It allows you to express in a, things in a very different way, given the frameworks that are uh, native to those systems. So, yeah, I do feel that different communications platforms lend themselves to different types of communication and different messages that come through. Um, I remember when Twitter started, and I was one of the people saying this, is that, well, why do we need it? Why is it any different than 
a status message on Facebook. People said the same thing about Instagram. Why do we need it? Why you can do pictures on Facebook, you can do pictures on on Twitter. But it's like, well, yeah, but sometimes, not all the time, when you take some feature set and you expand on it and put it in an ecosystem that's completely devoted to it, you can get different types of messages, different types of signals encoded and decoded and communications that wouldn't otherwise be expressed on the mediums that would just suffice for those features. Um, how come I never see ads for advertising companies? I, I don't know what that means. Um, ads for advertising companies, like advertising companies advertising themselves. Oh, well, maybe because we can become much more critical of those ads and think, well, if they couldn't get that right, how can I trust them with my business? I think that's what you're asking. I have no idea. I'll ask you later today. Um, worst shitcoin slash ICO you ever bought? Um, in terms of getting burnt or just what was the worst thing I bought? I think the worst thing I bought, though, was um, um, Match Pool, but I ended up making some money off of that. Like, it ended up going, I think, I think I bought, like, 5000 worth, and I sold it at, like, 20 I, I have no idea. I could be totally wrong. Um, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was the time when you could, when people weren't as critical of things. But they're still around, so, you know, what do I know? Maybe they'll do well someday, and I'll be saying I should have held on to it. Um, uh, B token kind of hurt me pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, that, that's an interesting one. I could do a whole thing on what happened with B token. So yeah, people probably don't care though. Uh, how come some crypto accounts, definitely not specifically referring to Tron Foundation and Justin Sun, have like half a million followers on Twitter and some of their videos only have like 200 views? Um, I think it's because, well, there might be a couple of reasons. For one thing, I mean, yeah, people could basically just buy their followers. So that's not necessarily a thing that would, um, appraise the social reception of a particular coin. But also I think it, people are consuming videos in all kinds of ways now too, not just on YouTube and not just embedded YouTube videos that they'll just Maybe they'll upload the video to Facebook, to uh, Twitter directly, um, wherever else. And that's actually a lot better for consumers because they don't have to make a call to a separate server, which takes time. And then there's probably some ad integrated. So people, I think, more and more try to avoid linking into YouTube uh, whenever they can. But also, you know, maybe those videos just aren't so popular. I do see some very popular, like I do hear about uh, celebrities or people who have popular brands, they start YouTube accounts and people just don't hear about it. Um, yeah, I, and I this is a common thing I hear about. And yeah, they only get a few hundred views or something. And I think it's because YouTube is so used to content creators just promoting their content themselves. And YouTube just being that one-stop shop where you'd find videos, upload videos, integrate those videos into your external sites, whatever.
but they have a lot of competition now. And I do see adverts like billboards on the freeway promoting their biggest accounts, people that are already, you know, big content creators that already have successful accounts. But they don't do that for their new small content creators on a micro level, like a little side ad somewhere about something new and up and coming channel on YouTube. I don't see that. I never see that. So they're really bad at helping uh, discovery in that regard. Um, Yeah, maybe that's something they should consider adding to their set of core competencies. But yeah, okay. So, but yeah. Okay, thank you all for your questions. Uh, Let's get to some Tezos stuff. Uh, I will do another episode later, and I'll try to get some interviews in. Um, I do want to make a quick housekeeping note because this is the first episode, and I just want to kind of show where I stand. I don't want to use this podcast to talk about my personal projects. Uh, You know, there are plenty of other avenues where you can probably see that. But I do want this to be everybody's podcast. And I definitely think it'll cheapen things if I start talking about my personal stuff. If it does come up organically in the conversation, you know, in an interview or something, uh, maybe I'll make a quick note and then I'll change the subject. But um, yeah. So, and if I do feel there's a need at some point to talk about those projects, then I'll probably do it on a separate podcast, not on this one. Um, yeah, uh, and you can always look me up on social media. On Twitter, I'm K Marabi. That's K M E H R A B I. And on Reddit, I am Kevin on Chain. Cool. So, first episode done. I'll upload this and I'll upload some more. Um, I do need some intro and outro music. Um, any ideas on that front? Very appreciated. All right.